Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. So today was a fairly huge episode. Uh, it was over an hour and 20 minutes. I ranted on with uh, Luke. We discussed the impressive AFLW win against Collingwood on uh Yes, yeah, Saturday, or was it, no, Sunday, sorry. Sunday, I'm getting my days mixed up. And then I'll talk to Mark Hello about our intra-club match on Friday. So I went with Luke early. Uh, went with you know, We talked about the AFLW first. So that will be uh, the first part of the episode. And then I'll go uh, to Mark and we'll talk about, uh, yeah, the intra-club match and what we found out and uh, the players that stood out and so forth. So, yeah, it, Buckle yourself in, uh, maybe put the speed it to one and a half times so you can go through the podcast a bit quicker. And also just let me know if uh, you want to do it uh, separately, if you just want me to discuss uh, AFLW um, on its own on its own podcast platform. Look, not on its own podcast platform, but it's as its own episode. Um, just let me know and, yeah, I can always uh, put the men's one on a separate one. But uh, I've tried uh, to combine both because, yeah, at the, at, the, at, the end, at the end of the day, we are one club. So I thought we uh, – I put it all into one episode. So, yeah, anyways, I'll start with Luke. Uh, well, I'll go through an intro. I'll just uh, discuss, you know, quarter-time, half-time previews and so forth early. But, uh, yeah, then I'll go to with an interview with Luke and then I'll go to an interview with Mark. Welcome to another episode. So we're only a few minutes before the AFLW all-important game against Collingwood. Uh, that's just about to happen. A uh, couple changes to the team. A couple, oh, I guess not the inclusions, but uh, more the omission uh, is probably going to be a, is probably the biggest surprise. Uh, the girls that have come in, Hardiman has come in for Jasmine Ferguson, who's uh, out with health and safety protocols, so hopefully she's uh, recovering okay. And Jess Duffin has been omitted as uh, for Caitlin Ashmore, who comes back into the team. So that, that was a bit of a shock to the system. But, uh, yeah, looking at the team and the balance of the team, it's hard to... Hard to um, yeah, pick anyone else that could have gone out of the side, I suppose. I don't think Duffin's been all that bad. It's just uh, through uh, weighted numbers and uh, having a, a pretty much a fully fit team besides Ferguson that, um, yeah, she's uh, been squeezed out. So, yeah, I mean, shows how strong then, how much depth we've got uh, at the club at the moment. So, yeah, which is uh, which is always a good thing because, you, you know, as long as we can stay healthy, touch wood, uh, competition for spots um, only uh, will be will make us a better team in the long run. So, yeah, all important game today against Collingwood. I expect it to be um, very fiery, particularly early. I expect a, a few uh, hip and shoulders and a few, uh, you know, jumper jumper pulls and, and so forth. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can just focus on the ball and uh, getting the ball... Uh, yeah, you know, out of, out of, you know, first I guess, and uh, just um, yeah, focusing on what we can control and not wasting our energy on uh, starting um, starting uh, fights or anything or wrestles or anything like that. So yeah, and yeah, because there has been uh, a little bit of uh, talk from uh, Chloe Malloy in particular, who's uh, talking about loyalty before the game and and yeah, you know, how we've pinched a few of their players and uh, obviously a little bit salty about that so she's a very good player so hopefully she backs it up with a bit of action today Chloe and uh, we can see a really intense contest because there is a bit of a rivalry between these two teams so hopefully we can get one over them but uh, yeah I'll be back a quarter time to see how we're going. 
So that's the end of the first quarter. Great start by the girls. Uh, probably should be further in front. Uh, dominating inside 50s possessions, inside you know contested possessions, uncontested possessions. The usual suspects have been fantastic. Uh, Riddell, Jazz Garner, I think they've got uh, eight touches each that quarter. Um, Emma Carney in the back line, again, very, very good. And, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, Ashmore dropped a pretty simple mark that could have given us another shot at goal and probably just a couple of little poor entries into the forward 50. If we fix that up, we can certainly um, put more scoreboard pressure on. There's a lot of um, fighting words by the pies um, before the start of the game. I think Colin Loy had a few choice words about uh, certain players that have left the club and uh, loyalty and all that sort of thing. But... Um, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and uh, at the moment, uh, it's all talk uh, and uh, no action. So we certainly are showing a lot more fight with uh, our action rather than the words. So no, great start by the girls. Uh, two goals, one thirteen to one behind. Um, yeah, just if we could fix up our forward entries a bit and, yeah, just... Um, Possibly even uh, pluck a mark or two. Talia Randall kicked a great goal, and so did Josie Garner. You know, it wasn't even yeah. You know, the Talia Randall goal wasn't a great you know kick inside fifty either. It was three three against one, but um, she forced a, a holding the ball decision just with a great tackle and incorrect disposal. And then Josie Garner just right place at the right time with a little snap over her head. Um, so far, so good. Uh, and I'll be back at half time to give another summary. So half time score is one two eight to four goals two twenty six another good quarter probably soured a bit with with a goal to go uh, with six seconds left in the quarter um, they certainly fought harder that quarter Collingwood uh, I think it was uh, inside fifties were fairly even um, but uh, yeah we've been yeah we'll be a bit better uh, going forward uh, a bit more efficient and yeah definitely winning the midfield battle I don't think Chloe Malloy's had a position in the whole game. So, yeah, on balance, um, still well on top. A three-goal lead into half-time is, uh, is, you know, it's a fair fair margin and probably a fair fair reflection of the game. I think we've been about a three- or four-goal better team at this stage. So the win's a bit swirly over there, um, which makes it interesting. But, um, yeah, no, look, I think, um, yeah, hopefully we can have a good third quarter with the wind. I think it's more going to the left of screen. So, you know, hopefully we can uh, get, um, you know... A, like a one or two goal break more, and then we can uh, yeah really kick on in the last quarter. But um, yeah, fantastic. Jazz Garner's been fantastic. Uh, Emma Carney, just unbelievable talent, isn't she? Like um, almost she, she could pretty much play men's football. Like uh, she wouldn't be far off, would she? Like she's just so so strong in a contest. Highly elite skills, kicks a ball a long way. Definitely um, one of my favourite players to watch, uh, in among uh, amongst uh, a number of them. But um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, really giving us good rebound in the in the back half, and yeah, pushing up the ground as well. Her and Jazz Garner seem to be working well together. It's good to have Ashmore back as well today, just uh, giving us plenty of, uh, a bit of drive out off the wing and Bresnahan going into the back line um, is, uh, has been very good. Their defence has been very res- <coughs> resolute and um, held firm really well. Uh, Collingwood did have a few inside 50s that quarter, but um, uh, with only one goal. So, yeah, no, the defence has been very good, um, like most weeks, uh, even without uh, Jasmine Ferguson. So, yeah, half-time, 4-2-26 to one goal, 2-8. I'll be back at three-quarter time with a review then. So three quarter time, um, not much happened in that quarter. One goal, zero six to zero behinds from Collingwood. Very scrappy sort of affair. Uh, Collingwood really. 
trying to get a bit more physical uh, in the contest and probably, yeah, probably evenly match that quarter. Uh, an important goal by me and King uh, with two minutes to go in that quarter. Just um, yeah, gives us that little bit of an extra buffer now. Like, I think it's uh, four goals, 5-2 two to 1-2. So it just gives us that um, bit of extra buffer. We, it's too hard. It would be too hard, I think, now from Collingwood to get back into the game. Um, but, yeah, like... They certainly looked uh, yeah, a lot better that quarter. Collingwood, they certainly got themselves back into the contest. And you can you can sort of see why they're probably you know, the 6th, 7th, 8th team at, at the moment. That, but like uh, I was talking to oh, Andy the other day, and um, he sort of mentioned they, they really struggle going inside 50. The efficiency going forward is a, is a real is a real problem. And uh, you can sort of see that that quarter. Uh, similar to us, like we certainly... Um, yeah, we certainly don't always pick up the right pick uh, the right options, but you know, last couple of quarters I've, I felt like we've locked it in a lot better um, into our forward line, which is you know more than important uh, because Andy did say that their strength is their rebound uh, from defence, but we've been able to you know lock it in and um, just create contest after contest, and uh, yeah, we certainly had opportunities to probably put on one or two more other scoring shots, but uh, yeah, we just uh, just fell short. But uh, overall, you take that at the end of the day, uh, three quarter time up by four goals, and uh, should be enough to, for um, us to go on and win the game. So a comfortable uh, win in the end. Um, yeah, pretty even last quarter. I thought I thought it was a very even second half. Actually, I thought uh, Collingwood were very physical and certainly matched us in um, in that department and uh, tried to really assert themselves into the contest. Uh, but we, our girls were just too good and we did enough in the first half to build up a, a good lead and uh, just continued on and uh, one goal each in the last quarter. Six two thirty eight. So very uh, straight kicking. Uh, game for our girls today. It was a bit swirly, the breeze too. So I thought if you're going to kick it uh, inaccurate in one week, it was going to be this week. But uh, no, Jazzy Garner, just outstanding. 25 touches, three goals. Um, yeah, a couple of really good plucks from the air in the forward line. And yeah, just fant- you know, just probably going to uh, take votes away from Ash Riddell as far as the um, AFLW best and fairest goes. So that might be a bit of an interesting one because she's probably had three best on grounds in a row, uh, Jazz Garner, and is really fine in red-hot form at the moment. I felt like Amy Smith really had a good last quarter as well, really got herself in the game, and you could sort of see she grew into the game. And each week she's growing, and, um, yeah, her confidence is getting better and better. And, uh, yeah, definitely um, got a lot more belief in herself. And, yeah, it was very good in that last quarter, I've found. And, uh yeah, just a really good overall team performance. The defence held up well when it had to. Uh, forward line, yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised to see Kim Rennie there uh, for periods uh, of a game. I thought she would have been predominantly in the ruck, but, uh, you know, she certainly had spells there. I thought, I thought, uh, yeah, Emma King is going to be very, very important uh, for us going forward. Just to... Just her ability to pluck marks in the air, just with her height. So I think she's going to be probably one of our most important players uh, going into the next few weeks. We've obviously got a big challenge against Melbourne next week, so that will be uh, that will be um, yeah a, a very very different uh, kettle of fish as opposed to Collingwood. No disrespect for Collingwood, I thought they were a very good second half in particular, but um, yeah, no Melbourne is uh, Melbourne are one of the flag favourites, and um, yeah, look, you know. It's a it's an eight eight point game as far as our ladder positions go in in uh, next week. But uh, yeah, we'll enjoy the win this week, and I'll be joined by someone I'm not too sure uh, next, and we can uh, review the performance even more.
Right, so I'm joined by Luke once again, who uh, witnessed a great win against Collingwood yesterday. But first off, before we start with uh, the game, Luke, were you surprised with the Jess Duffin admission? Yeah, I must admit I was. Um, yeah. I remember um, I went to uh, went to one of the best and fairests uh, for the, a couple of years ago, and I remember talking to a few of them, and uh, they were saying, "Oh, like the season gets very long, and it's surprising how tired." Uh, you are, um, and so I did wonder whether they maybe uh, have a uh, sort of a program to sort of give a few of the players a rest leading into the finals, yeah. uh, which you know, touch wood, it looks like we're sort of definitely going to make the finals. Um, and so I wondered if it was perhaps, you know, like uh, giving a couple of those people a bit of a breather. And to come back in, although in saying that, like it was a very important game, so I guess you don't want to uh, rest your stars. But mm. yeah, you know, I reckon I, I know uh, Jess comes in for a bit of criticism, and you know it's got to be it's got to be said she like when she's running to make up ground, you know, she, uh, she's running through treacle. It's um, <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of speed in the legs, but. Um, I think, especially at the, uh, if you go and watch the games, just her positioning on the ground is uh, is outstanding. I think she makes up for the lack of leg speed with smarts. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would expect to see her sort of come straight back in. It'll be interesting to see the selection this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might get uh, Ferguson back as well this week. She obviously missed with health and safety protocols. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be enough. But, I mean, who do you leave out? Like, I was looking at the team, and there's, there's hardly anyone you could, like, uh, I, I can't think of anyone that uh, she could have taken the spot off, to be yeah. honest with Yeah, they kind of shuffled the tech chairs a little bit, and I thought uh, pretty much most of the moves that they made were really good. Nicole Bresnahan is having... Uh, outrageously good uh, season uh, this year. I, did, I didn't think that she had uh, that level uh, in her after the last couple of years. You know, always a useful player, but um, yeah. she's become she's become a real star. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, you couldn't you couldn't drop her. Um, I mean, I, I guess Danny Hardiman is the one that's kind of floating yeah. the mix. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, hard hard to say. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it's a good problem to have. I wouldn't yeah, want yeah. to be the person making the uh, making the call. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, we've got to, I mean, it could be matchup dependent based, um, or it could be rest dependent. I mean, Jess Duffin is one of the elder statesmen, and we have played a few thirty plus degree days. And she was a little bit down last week against Richmond, but not. Yeah, you know, overly poor or anything like that. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it could just be a case of um, yeah, someone has to get squeezed down, unfortunately, because we've got so many players in good form, and yeah, we can't. Um, someone's going to have to miss out if you're fully fit, and um, you know, you you've won five in a row now. So, unfortunately, she's the one that missed out. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. I, w- I would think, it, uh, Casey, yeah, like it. Um... It feels like a big ground when you're out there, and the um, I know like with the wind and stuff, uh, reading the ball in the air can be pretty tricky. So yeah. I, I would think that uh, it would actually suit uh, suit uh, Jess's game. Or well, big ground, maybe not. But I I, I think she, like I said uh, before, she's got the smarts to kind of position herself and read the play and 
um, yeah. and stuff. So I, I, I would uh, think that she'd actually be pretty well suited to uh, to the Demons game this uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, if I were picking the team, she'd be in. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it will be interesting. It's definitely going to be sort of the question on uh, everyone's, you know, at the front of mind. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, see see how we go. Anyways, we'll we'll talk about the game. Uh, what did you make of the game? Oh, the you, how could you not be happy with that? That's um, yeah. it was such a comprehensive uh, victory. I, I thought they basically dominated from start to finish, um, and you know, same story as most weeks. Uh, they probably didn't convert as many chances as they would have hoped, but yeah. to come up uh, against what. We're being touted as a sort of premiership contender uh, early on in the piece, or uh, you know, before the season, and beat them uh, that that well. Uh, I thought was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought uh, Collingwood were quite good in the second half, but we we at least matched them, and we we might. I think we even outscored them. Uh, I think it was two goals to one in the second half, and uh, they threw everything at us. You know, Bar's kitchen sink. They were trying to move the ball a bit quicker. Uh, but our defence was very resolute, and um, yeah, I know, I know we talked about just stuff and uh, just previously, but um, yeah, like Bresnahan was very good. Emma Carney's just a uh, different level of a player, especially in that back half. Uh, yeah, I mean the other girls. Uh, yeah, Hardiman was did her job. Uh, pretty similar to Ferguson. Sarah Wright was very good, I thought. So yeah, I mean it was yeah. Any uh, attack that came in, they seemed to repel them all really. So yeah, oh. no, fantastic. Hundred percent, and the um, the one that you haven't mentioned, who is just uh, proving to be an absolute superstar, Brooke Brown. How good? Yeah, how yeah, good she's, been there? And she's been doing it all year. But, yeah, um, just in the air, and uh, yeah, just yeah, you know, like really competitive, um, great skills. Yeah, you know, like uh, she she's been outstanding. Yeah, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, loved her game. Um, uh, the last few weeks, so I think she's been uh, one of the finds of the season. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah no, nah, she's uh, definitely slid under my radar. So, yeah, no, nah, she's a very good player. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know much about her previously in previous seasons, but uh, yeah, this year she, she's just a girl that uh, does her job each week, and it's probably growing each week as well. So, yeah, very, very good player, and, and she's you know a staple of the defence now. So, I don't think there's any. Yeah, she's not going anywhere, I wouldn't think. So, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely no. not. Yeah. No, no, definitely. So, we've talked about the back line. What about the midfield of uh, Riddell and Garner? Are they going to cost each other AFLW best and fairest? Because they seem to be um, taking votes off each other at the moment, don't they? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough choice, isn't it? It's yeah. funny because I think, um, obviously, Ash got all the, all the press attention. Um, yeah. at, the, at the start of the start of the year, and uh, Jazz last couple of weeks is um, it, you know, she she's just ridiculous. She, uh, Emma Carney clearly a class above, but oh. if um, there's someone that is up there with her, it's Jazz Garner. It's just uh, uh, those those marks that she was taking in the forward line uh, with yeah, like in the pack, and she just sort of stands there and. And uh, you know, no one can shift her, and she just grabs it and sort of one grab, strong hands and stuff. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, she she's just a naturally gifted athlete. 
it's it's, uh, it's great great to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess if the if the umpires are giving out the three, two, and one, uh, yeah, very may well be that uh, they do sort of do sort of uh, ruin each other's chances, which is <laughs> you know, it's a great problem. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, tragedy uh, all the same because. Um, Geez, uh, Ash Riddell, if someone deserves, uh, you know, for the season that she's had, you know, like racking, you know, pretty much 30 possessions yeah. and stuff. And um, Jazz Garner, you know, could have already had a best and fair, uh, best and fairest. So, um, yeah, um, yeah so, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're in the mix and hopefully, hopefully one of them. Uh, one of them actually gets to take it out. It would be nice to uh, get some sort of um, medals come our way. I think yeah. they're well-deserved. Uh, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, the other one, Emma Carney oh, yeah. really should be in the conversation. It's like she's held to a different standard because she just performs at uh, that higher level again and again and again, week, week mm. out. Um her her season has been outrageous, you know. Like, uh, you know, uh, where what is she? Thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, um, early thirties. Yeah, yeah, should be should be slowing down, and uh, I, I think this is the best she's played uh, in the last three years. You know, which, and which isn't to say that she wasn't outstanding the previous years, but she'll definitely get that all Australian spot again. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she's just getting overshadowed at the moment by uh, Riddell and Garner on the weekend. But um, look, looking at uh, Emma Carney, I, I think she's almost good enough to play men's AFL football. She's she's that good. Like she can kick a ball. Look, there's one um, passage where she kicked the ball. I reckon about sixty meters, like from yeah, half back to the wing, and or well, close to half forward, and and just her strength, like in a contest, like you can't yeah. tackle her and throw it to the ground or anything like that. She's quite strong. Very strong. Yeah, she's a natural, and she's really, really crafty, and just like no knows how to run the angles to wrong foot people, yeah. and um, yeah, quite quick, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's um, yeah, just a really smart footballer. It's um, it's awesome to have her involved at the club. It was um, <coughs> uh, interesting, interesting, like Chloe Malloy's uh, comments pre-game about uh, yeah. some of the players. Uh, leaving, leaving Collingwood, and you know, uh, uh, questioning their loyalties. I think, um, the reality is that the strong presence that North uh, uh, had in the AFLW or you know, the yeah. uh, women's football prior to the competition uh, kicking off and getting underway. Uh, meant that players like um, Emma Carney always had that sort of attachment to. And it's yeah. paid dividends um, by getting, yeah, having you know having those people involved now, which uh, which is great, and you know, testament to uh, the good work of the people who would must have done it all with no view to the competition ever kicking off. But then it's just unfolded and uh, paid off. So yeah, like uh, great work by all of those people. Yeah, yeah, um, especially because I think we took the competition very seriously early. Like we we made a like as soon as we came in, we made a conscious effort to target certain players like an Emma Carney, Jazz Garner, um, and a number of others, Emma King as well, and yeah. so forth. So yeah, we yeah we took it very seriously straight away, and you can't you can't fault the club or or, or you know individual players. Like I think uh, Jazz Garner uh, brother was playing at North, so you know well he would have been. So yeah. Um, 
yeah, so it was probably an easy choice for her and you know Emma King. They they targeted and and a few others as well. So yeah, we 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 tried we wanted to make um, an impression early. So yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to fold any play. It's um yeah, it's a bit of sour grapes from Chloe Malloy. And she didn't back it up with her actions. She didn't have a touch in the first quarter and mm-hmm. first half, I should say. So. Yeah, yeah. And to, um, to be fair, like I love Chloe Malloy as a player; she's really good. But yeah, uh, Jazz Jazz Garner is in the Collingwood squad. Well, you don't fit them both in, so it's a bit of a moot point. But if they're both in there playing for the same position, uh, yeah. when they play a similar position, you're going to pick Jazz Garner any day of the week. Uh, so um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Chloe Malloy's probably benefited uh, benefited from. Uh, uh, Garner leaving in actual fact, so uh, yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, if I were her, I would be, I would be kind of dirty that you yeah. lost um, Garner and King and Duffin. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can get, I get that. Yeah, I mean, they've lost. The, yeah, we've pitched a few of their players, so I'll get that a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk like that, then you got to back it up with your actions as well. And she had a very quiet game. So whereas Jazz yeah. Garner was best on ground and kicked three goals. So and, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, the lovely thing uh, about Jazz is just how, uh, you know, she, clearly she's very shy, but yeah. um, just how humble it is. And it's like, you know, uh, yeah, you know, like, take, takes the specky, kicks the goals, you know, like, do, it does everything. And then yeah. just, yeah, just, you know, like head down back into it and, yeah, you know, or, you know a couple of high fives or whatever. But, yeah. yeah, just there's none of the showboating. It's just a, um, yeah. a really, really uh, lovely, humble person. I think it's a great fit for the club um, as well. So, yeah, I, no, I love, love everything about it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, I couldn't couldn't agree more. I think uh, she's fitting into the club pretty well, and yeah, like you said, you know, she doesn't carry on when she kicks a goal, takes a big mark or anything like that. She's she she's always uh she always seems to put the team first, which is um yeah the main thing. So yeah, she's um she's a very good player, and she's going to be right there with the AFLW best and fairest uh, at the end of the year with pretty much three best on grounds in a row. Um, although yeah. Ashford might have might have a saying about that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about the big guns. Uh, which other players uh, stood out for you? Oh, yeah, uh, the the one and again, you know, like um, similar to uh, Brook Brown and uh, uh, Bresnahan, who I think has just been stringing together a really solid uh, season is Mia King. Yeah, um, she, she's just she's just another one in to go through the midfield that is um, is just you know like, it was really. Uh, just really good, has really improved that goal that she got, you know, uh, sliding past a couple of players and then um, uh, slotting it was yeah, that's just a really classy goal. You know, was, you'd see that in the men's comp and you'd be be impressed. It's just some of the some of the skills are really sort of starting to pick up and stuff. So yeah, I thought I uh, thought making. Uh, yeah. Deserved to um, deserve to be thereabouts in the votes and stuff. So um, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. interested how she goes in the best and fairest because she'd have to be uh, have to be uh, right up in that sort of top top bracket, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just unfortunate that she's got uh, Riddell Garner and Emma Carney in a, in a team at the moment because she'd be, you know, probably top five, top six at this stage. She's uh, She hasn't played a bad game and she's had some really crackers. And that was a really important goal in the uh, third quarter as well because it was a stalemate there for a while and it pretty much uh, 
took the chances away from Collingwood. Like four goals at three-quarter time was just going to be too much of a tall order, whereas three goals, you're probably still, you know, might, you might get a you know, 15%, 20% chance. But, um, yeah, once she kicked that with two minutes to go, uh, she yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was so going sort over. Of sealed, sealed the deal. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, Daisy Bateman did a good job of uh, wrestling with the Collingwood player. Pretty much took her out of the out of the contest to try and uh, stop me King as well. I noticed in the background. So yeah, yeah was, I, I think um, Daisy for like uh, I think she yeah like only had the four or five possessions or whatever. But it was it was a pretty busy game um, without actually getting a lot of the ball. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, like, uh, she was pretty stiff. Yeah, like uh, there was a couple of sort of uh, get. Uh, you know, going for the mark and the Collingwood player sort of ran back, not yeah. even looking at the ball and kind of smacked her arms and the head. Yeah. And it was, yeah, play on. It was some pretty bewildering umpiring decisions through the um, <laughs> throughout the match. Um, yeah, that's pretty standard, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and, and to, uh, there was a bit of spite in the game, um, yeah, there was La- that where Lambert cleaned up Riddell. I know she got the free kick for it, but yeah. that, that was just a pretty dirty hit. That uh, and they didn't really make that much of yeah. it, but um, yeah, there were just a, a couple, a couple of incidents here and there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, on the reverse side, I, like uh, Emma King going for that mark uh, right at the end of the game, uh, clearly hurt the Collingwood girl quite badly. I don't think that yeah, yeah. was intentional. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, like there was a few sort of, um, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, they're in the game, I guess, but um, yeah. things where you sort of went, oh, geez, you know, like, uh, that's that's a bit rough. But, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, like, it's, it's nice to get, uh, yeah, I, li- I like the fact that the girls uh, feel comfortable enough to, uh, talk about the rivalries and talk these things up, and it adds a bit of spice. But it's actually beneficial. I know, uh, yeah, yeah, for the men's comp, you know, it's all like quieting that down. I don't give them anything to uh, take, you know, take and use users um, motivation. Uh, yeah. I, think the, I think the game is actually better for a bit yeah, yeah. of showboating and stuff, and um, so I, I think if you could. Um, uh, pump that stuff up a little bit more, and um, you know, maybe not go to the levels of the wrestling or the boxing, but yeah, yeah. sort of head head slightly down that path. And, yeah. um, I, I also think that they should let coaches question umpiring decisions in uh, after matches and stuff. Yeah, just yeah, I know they don't want to scare off umpires, but. Yeah. I think some, certain things it would be nice if yeah, you just sort of got an answer to uh, directly after the game and stuff. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I, th- I think it would actually add uh, rather than um, detract from the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about uh, the rivalry. I, that's probably the most enjoyable win I felt with the girls this year because uh, there was just a bit of a spice to it. Like I know we've beaten Fremantle, which was a very good win, probably our best win this season. But to beat Collingwood, um, to beat any Collingwood team is, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good feeling for for a supporter. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, aside, aside from the Adelaide game, uh, they really, um, really have uh, stood up. Uh, and I think even the Adelaide game, Adelaide in Adelaide, is always going to be a tough ask, and we weren't completely out of the game. Oh, uh, you know, like, um, right into the last quarter. So, 
um, all the challenges put to them, they've actually performed really well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, th- I think uh, uh, this week will be the ultimate test. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one uh, – I wouldn't mind mentioning this player as well. There's one player that uh, we haven't mentioned. That's Amy Smith. And I was really impressed with her, especially in the last quarter. She uh, seems to be growing in confidence each week, doesn't she? Yeah. Funny, like, uh, like, uh, read a, um, a bit of uh, criticism uh, about Amy and her disposals and stuff. But I uh, uh, really – yeah. I think it's – yeah, like you can pick on – you can pick on a player for um, a certain – yeah, certain things, but yeah, I think you're doing it at, um, without actually recognising what they do well. Yeah. Amy, she covers heaps of ground. She's like, she's a really good athlete. Um, like, yeah, has laid some really important tackles uh, this week, but also uh, over the previous couple of weeks. And yeah, so, and I think like she actually does have pretty good disposal, but just yeah, you know, I, I... A, bit, a bit of. You know, like, and you make a couple of mistakes, but it, she's not not alone in um in that. I don't think. Yeah, no, no. I think I think she she had a couple of really good one on one contests. I think her disposal is quite good, actually. Like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm just yeah. with one eye, and maybe I miss the turnovers sometimes. I I sometimes do that with players I like. I, I kind of miss their turnovers, but um, yeah, no, I think her disposal is quite good. She's quite good at keeping her feet in a contest as well. Never falls to the ground. She. I don't know. This might be a bit of an early call, but um, she reminds me a bit of a young Emma Carney. In you know, just a good kick. Uh, yeah, you know. this is this is it. I think I think when she has the time and actually gets a uh, gets a reasonable kick, and she actually has got a, a fair distance in it and stuff. And it actually yeah. is one of the one of the better kicks. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I sort of was reading a fair bit of stuff online. Uh, with, uh, pe- people having a crack at her about the disposal or something like that. Oh. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a bit with you, sort of. And um, uh, it's it's one of those things. If you go to the game, uh, you'll always see Sean on the boundaries watching. Oh, not- uh, which is great, and he's always nice, and will have a chat to you if you go up to him and stuff. And so, um, I, I guess you're a little yeah. bit biased. No, she's um, she's of, a yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, you sort of want <laughs> her to do very well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, no. She's she's. I think she's almost um, definitely earned a spot in the team, and yeah, I, I don't think she'll be going out of the team anytime soon because she probably was a fringe player a few weeks ago. She was out of the team and then she came back in. And I th- yeah, she seems to be uh, growing each week uh, in her belief, and I think she's going to be a very good player over the years to come. And uh, I'll probably have to put a bid in her for, especially with those Indigenous jumpers, they, they look mint. So I'll probably put in a bid, bid uh, for that one uh, this week and see how I go. Yeah, I tell you what, they uh, they've been getting really really expensive. <laughs> um, I've put yeah, in a yeah. couple. <laughs> Put in a couple of bids and I've been priced out uh, fairly quickly. But uh, Same. yeah, um, yeah. yeah if, you ever, if you ever see my name on uh, one of them, uh, don't bid against me. <laughs> I did see your name on, uh, the LS, I think it was the Lisa O'Loughlin last week. I think it was uh, at 50 bucks. And I was going to, oh, I'll go. No, nah, it's all right. I'll leave my So <laughs> yeah, I'll see you, yeah, yeah, no, I thought I'll leave you. Didn't get anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually quite tough. I was looking at because I thought, oh, first I'll look at Daisy Bateman. It was like $230, and that was with three three days to go. I said, I'm, oh, geez, that's going to go crazy. So, yeah, then, um, yeah, but I might uh, – I'll put in a couple of cheeky bids for Amy Smith. So, hopefully uh, – no, no one listens to this uh, episode, and uh, we can. <laughs> I can actually. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. I, I really like those jumpers on the weekend. Did you? Did you like them as well? Yeah, the um, I, I think that the um, some of the indigenous uh, designs have come along really well. It's um, uh, the yeah, I, I uh, bit on a couple of the white versions and uh, missed out. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think the. Um, Design team for the ladies jumpers has actually had a couple of crackers. Like the um, Pride Round Guernsey was another yeah, that one that was uh, was a really good one as well. So um, they're they're doing some really good things. I um, would have liked to have got Cashy's one with the long sleeves. It sort of stands out. Um, yeah. But um, geez, I tell you what, you kind of need to take a second job if you want to buy that. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially Ashmore. Yeah, she, hers go yeah. for. Ridiculous amounts. I mean, her yeah. one you can uh, you can you couldn't buy, and uh, the men's uh, long sleeves uh, jumpers. I, I think uh, they'll pay you to get rid of them at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on anyway. Um, so yeah, we've we've touched touched on this already. So we'll go to the last question. Um, how do you think we'll we look against Melbourne this week? Um, uh, well, yeah. they're they're a bit of a bogey team. Um, they're good. Yeah, they're they're really they're a really good, really quality uh, quality uh, team. So uh, I th- this is the this is the game that I think is the um, will be the greatest the greatest test to show uh, show us where we're at, uh, where we're at. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned before, Casey, it's an interesting ground. I um, there's a lot not to like about it. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Um, uh, yeah, I, this is probably the game I reckon leading into the season that I was the most nervous, uh, the most nervous about. Um, I'd I'd love to have a chance at playing Melbourne on a um, or either our home deck or a neutral venue, and maybe it'll come if we can get through the finals. Yeah, um, it's important. Like if we can pinch this one, we're pretty much. Um... You'd have to think we're going to finish higher than them, which only puts us in advantage of uh, playing a final against them, which might happen uh, on on our home ground, rather than actually going to Casey, Casey Fields again. Because yeah, you, they've won; they're very good there. They've won eleven in a row or twelve in a row or something like that. So they'll be very yep. tough to beat over there. But um, you never know. We're going in with uh, you know, winning five in a row ourselves and playing with a uh, tremendous amount of confidence. And yeah, we haven't real like I know it was a close game against Fremantle, but we haven't yeah been. T- Oh, like I guess we have been tested against Freeman. We only won by two goals, but that was only because of our poor kicking. Other people would have won more comfortably, but yeah, we're, we've beaten it. You know, teams fairly comfortably that have been put in front of us, and that's that's only good. Uh, that's only going to be more belief against a team like Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon if we can keep the pressure on them, like uh, if if they if we let them get a, the run of play, and you know, like they're, they're quite quick. Or they appear to me quite uh, quite quick and have uh, pretty good, um, yeah, sort of leading up and hitting a player, and which actually was a similar game plan to ourselves, sort of kicking and, and keeping possession of the ball. I think mm. if we can keep the pressure on them, uh, that'll be our best chance to win. And 
Yeah. Um, our, our tackle numbers have been pretty high. It's interesting, I think, uh, Grace Campbell, who probably was uh, last year the sort of most kind of ferocious and, uh, you know, like always tackling and always putting on the pressure and yeah. stuff, um, can't, can't get in the team. But uh, mm. I think that that's uh, because across the board, the girls have all lifted uh, with the with the pressure, so um, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. So I think I think if we can keep the pressure up to them uh, for uh, the majority of the match, then we'll be a, um, a pretty good chance to win. Ideally, mm. we convert a little bit better than we have done so far this year. But um, if yeah. uh, Jazzy Garner keeps keeps at it, um, I, I don't I don't think that they've got the player to stop her and um uh um Talia Randall uh is yeah. just, she's getting better week by week you know, like, yeah like uh, the carnage that she causes in the forward line i think uh might really uh really trouble the uh the demons so um yeah, yeah, yeah it'll, sure. it'll be interesting to see because i think uh where they've tra- you know like, I, th- I think they've played a similar similar kind of thing, uh, similar style for the last few years. I think with mm. the move of Talia Randall and Nakani and mm. um, and stuff, we've actually changed changed everything up a bit. So, yeah, um, I think that um, yeah, yeah, like a, hopefully, hopefully, it's enough to um, sort of challenge and beat uh, beat them. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that they made. Uh, made the changes on the back of sort of thinking, oh, well, if we keep at the same thing, we're going to get found out. And yeah. um, it's the, it's been a sort of slow burn, a bit of a build-up while everyone gets used to their positions. But I think it's really starting to click. And um, the changes that they've made uh, all, all seem to be really astute. You know, like, um, you know the, put my hand up as someone that doubted them early days. But they all seem to have paid off. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah you got you got to have faith in uh, Crocs and the team. They seem to be doing a, a spectacular job. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, I mean, he's coached uh, men's senior football, so he knows, you know, he knows how, how, how to do the job. It's obviously a bit of a different kettle of fish. And he's mentioned that in his Happy Days uh, podcast with Daisy Bateman that um, it's very different coaching women that you've got to build relationships with them first. Whereas with yeah. men, it can be a bit of a different. Um, uh, it can be a bit different that way. Whereas with women, you kind of really have to. I know, and obviously he's got the respect of uh, the women, and um, yeah, like someone like Emma Carney moving her from the midfield to the back line, there would have been question marks from her, I'm sure, as to why 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 would you move me from you know midfield yeah, to the back middle line. middle of the ground? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, how's this going to help us win a premiership? But uh, it's obviously working wonders, and yeah, I mean. The competition for spots at the moment is very hot. Uh, you don't want to play too many bad games in a row, otherwise you could find yourself on the outer. Like a, someone like Tess Craven, their number one, number one draft pick from last season, has only played one game in the first game of the season, but she can't find her way in. She was very highly rated as a midfielder as well. So, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting dilemma, that, because like if, if it was put on, to, on your, who you would drop, um, if anyone, you know, you try to go through the players that you think maybe have been a little bit quiet. Like I thought, um, maybe is in that kind of 
mid-range and uh, slightly vulnerable, but I thought she's been sort of uh, doing doing a bit more each week and actually yeah. been okay. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because they play positions where you're not going to get high possessions and you're going to be quiet for long periods of the game. You know, her and Daisy Bateman are probably only getting four or five touches a game. But it's not like like if you're putting the Jess Duffin, it's not, not a like-for-like replacement. So, no, yeah. exactly. I thought, yeah. uh, I thought um, Cashy didn't have her best game, but, you know, back after the hamstring, but she yeah. still provides, like, the run that she provides is, um, is you know, like, crucial and, you know, yeah. sort of making up all that ground and, um, yeah. and stuff. And even in saying that, you're kind of judging her by her standards, you know, like, which are, like, pretty pretty high. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I thought maybe Ellie Gabalas didn't have her best game. Uh, but yeah. She's always busy and gets a fair bit of it and stuff. Uh, like possibly you could get uh, Craven in for a go and give someone like that a rest. But um, yeah, yeah I, you know, it's definitely definitely hard to and with only the couple of games to go. Yeah. Um, it's you know, like, uh, sort of another year goes by, and those uh, sort of people on the fringe kind of miss out. It's a long wait to get back in, so it's yeah. um, it is a it is a tough one. There's sort of arguments in both both camps, but uh, yeah. what I have found interesting is with the VFLW starting that we haven't been playing the AFLW uh, girls in. Mm. In the VFLW team, which um, I thought, yeah, you know, like maybe if the, they were actually having a run around and sort of starring at the lower level, they'd sort of push their case a little bit more. Um, I'm assuming it's because they don't want to risk the exposure for COVID in case they need to get the call up. But um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's that's been a slightly uh, slightly perplexing decision. But yeah. you know, like, I, I'm sure there's great great reasoning behind it um yeah yeah no i have noticed that because someone like a you know alexi hamilton uh who only played one game a very minimal impact yeah it would be nice for her to get into the team uh yeah you mentioned a couple others grace campbell uh tess graven she needs to get a run of, of form into the vflw if she wants to go to an aflw i mean i know but it seems i mean you mentioned COVID, but it seems to be slowing down a lot too at the moment. We've uh, we've gone from you know thirty thousand cases to five thousand cases a day in Melbourne. It's only getting lower and lower. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, you never know. Like, it makes more sense to give these girls uh, uh, more of a run to get their uh, fitness base up, and then if they do have to get a call up because of injury or suspension or, or so forth. Um, yeah, sort of yeah. raring to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what the what the rationale is behind that. And, um, yeah, if I ever get Darren Crocker on a podcast, I'll ask him that. So, <laughs> but it uh, yeah. doesn't look likely at the moment. Yeah, well, the um, I uh, think I mentioned to you before, I sponsored one of the girls. I believe that they're meant to – it's one of the games. I think it's going to be the West Coast game. Uh, yeah. do, uh, do a sort of uh, speech from the coach before the match or something like that. So I'll get down. It's all going to be a bit too late by that stage. Yeah. Ask him. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, see if I can get an answer for you. Yeah, no, that'll be good. Uh, just, uh, yeah, it's a bit curious. Um, I'm just a bit curious about that one. So, because, you know, AFL, you know, you've got a reserves team, all the players that aren't in the team. Um, they're going to play uh, reserves. And the VFLW team uh, got a shellacking uh, the first round. I've seen they lost by 10 goals to – I can't remember who it was. It was Hawthorne, I think. So, yeah, yeah. so 
yeah, I mean, I think they need a, a couple of those. Um, yeah, uh, fringe players would be nice, like a like a Jess Duffin would be uh, would have been uh, very good for you know for leadership and uh, a mentor to those uh, you know young girls in the VFLW. So, anyways, uh, that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, oh, look, I hundred percent agree. It's um, and I'm sure as the as it progresses or after the season wraps up, a fair few of the girls, I, I know they did last year, sort of went back and played um, played with the VFL girls. So um, it'll be interesting interesting to see. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully hopefully they can turn it around and start getting some wins wins on the board as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Luke, I've held you up long enough. It's been uh, it's been a good interview. Uh, it's always in- more enjoyable to chat when uh, when the girls have had a win. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they can uh, continue their good form against Melbourne this week. It's going to be a very good challenge, and uh, but I think the girls will be up for it. So yeah, thanks any thanks very much for coming on, Luke. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me, and I hope to see some of you guys out at uh, Casey Fields on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, just I'll, I'll finish with this. I, I, I'm surprised they didn't put like the men's the men's team are playing eleven o'clock on a Thursday. I don't, I don't understand why they couldn't put them at like I don't know three thirty on a Thursday on a Saturday, and then you could have the women's game after that or something like that. Yeah, just yeah, to, yeah, make, yeah. make absolute uh, sense, but yeah, that's probably that's the reason why they couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, the girls. I mean, they're probably worried about the weather or something like that. But these girls have been playing in thirty plus degree days. For you know, for a number of weeks now, so it's only fair that uh, some of the men sacrifice a little bit, and um, yeah, you keep the you keep the uh, fans in the stadium, and you know whatever they pay ten bucks if they just want to watch the you know men seniors and then watch the girls as the as the main event really because it's a pretty pretty big game in AFLW, and they could have done that to promote it. You know, could have gone and watched you know Jason Norton Francis, and then uh, you know watch uh, watch the girls uh, play against um, one of the Premiership fancies. So. Yeah, but uh, that's just my, me going on a rant, I suppose. Oh, look, it's, it's one I totally, totally agree with. I, I know, um, I know, Daryl Crocker went on a rant uh, uh, preseason that uh, about uh, wanting the girls' games to run at the same time as the uh, the men's season, and yeah. um, and we're saying, you know, ideally, then you could sort of do double headers and things. Like for all the people that are ancient. Like myself, um, you'd remember uh, when you used to be able to go to the footy and watch the under nineteens, and then the resies yeah. and the uh, the main game. And yeah, um, it, it used to be good. You'd just sort of roll up whenever you kind of felt like, and there'd always be something sort of yeah. something going on. So it was, um, yeah, all this. Yeah, you know, like, uh, what are we going to do as a pre-game entertainment? <laughs> yeah, like, how about play footy? <laughs> yeah, like it's. Uh, yeah, seems, seems the most logical logical answer. But uh, anyway, yeah, like that's, um, it, it, it may it may happen, may happen. Yeah, we'll yeah. Oh, look, I, I hope it does. I hope it. Uh, I hope some of these. Uh, you know, when we get more rounds into the AFLW, which I hope, which I hope happens soon, that uh, we start uh, they start um, going into the men's game as well. So yeah, and uh, we can which we can watch them both on the same day, which would be yeah fantastic for AFLW. So, but uh, hopefully that happens uh, sooner rather than later. But we'll we'll yeah we'll see how we go. Anyways, Luke, I, I just wanted to finish off with that. Uh, don't want to hold you up anymore. Thanks very much for coming on. Yeah, anytime, Dean. Thanks very much for having me. See you. All right, so I'm joined once again by Mark Hallow, who uh, happened to watch the intra club match uh, the other other day. I found the I found the game very interesting. Like the first quarter was very much had a seniors versus reserves feel to it, didn't it? 
It it did, and um, it it was interesting to see what well, the commentators made um, made a few remarks about the fact that they'd picked what they thought was their best side. Um, yeah. In the in the blue and white, and the pink was the the reserves and um, you know some makeup players from the VFL. So yeah, I, I, I wonder if that is what got uh, Phillips fired up because um, he wouldn't have liked being on that pink side if that was the case. Yeah, I mean, you could sort of tell that the pink team they 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 look like they were playing with a lot of hunger. They weren't uh, they weren't holding back with their tackles or anything like that. It was quite a quite a physical contest in the first quarter. I found. Yes, I know absolutely. I agree. I, I thought the pressure was very good for an inter club game, and um, I thought uh, the first thing that the first five minutes, the one thing that stood out to me was LDU. He had a very explosive um, opening to the game, which was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. It sort of changed a bit after that. They started swapping their bibs over and all that sort of thing to make it a bit more even, I think. But uh, you mentioned LDU. Which other players stood out for you uh, during the course of the four quarters? Um, so it, it, it was really interesting because a few players have certainly um, put their hand up. The thing that struck me early in the game was, and I, I think it was partly because of the matchups, was. Uh, if we and, and it was because McGuinness wasn't playing, the first thing that occurred to me was if we get any major injuries with key defenders, we're gonna we're gonna have a few problems. Oh, major problems, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that one. So yeah, I mean, you've seen. I think Marty Hall was playing, uh, but he, he's probably not even going to get a spot on the list. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah, slim pickings after that, really, isn't it? Like, I mean, you got the main three: Walker, um, Core, who's probably more. Probably not even a key position defender. He can't play key position, but you'd rather he didn't. And then you got Ben Mackay. So if something happens to Ben Mackay, God forbid um, that it does, then um, yeah, it's going to be uh, very, very uh, interesting. To, to, that will test our depth, won't it? It will. I mean, I, I, look, there is very little to criticise of the recruitment team over the last, you know, three years. Yeah. Um, I thought that I think they've done an amazing job, but. Uh, if I had any criticism at all, I, I would have liked to have seen us perhaps find another way to get Lynch in as a coach and, and have taken Charlie Dean uh, in the preseason draft. I, I just feel like, look, I, I know we're building more towards what happens in 23, 24, 25, yeah. but you still want to have a crack at it every season. And I, I just feel like we've just left ourselves very short in that area, but um, yeah. you, know, you can't get everything right. And uh, yeah. they've, they've got their reasons. And look, to be honest, like, Having watched um, Bergman and certainly Curtis play, I understand mm. why they've picked those guys up. But, um, yeah, I just feel like one backup defender would have been handy, though. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tested now because you've got probably Aaron Hall. Um, we'll talk about his injury. He's probably going to have a three or four weaker, which are probably more, he might miss round one. It's going to be 50-50 if he gets up to that. And there's no real like-for-like like like replacement with him, is there? No, I, I think I think there will be in that Goda and Perez, and to a lesser yeah. extent Bergman, are going to develop in, into that role, and um, they've yeah. certainly got speed. I mean, he's got elite speed though, Hall, which is hard yeah, to yeah. replicate. Um, yeah. I know this is a bit left of centre because he's so good in the middle, but I'd I'd consider if Hall doesn't play, at least running Thomas through the halfback flank. Yeah, it might be an option. Yeah. Just because yeah. his, his, his delivery is so good and he, and he is quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, not, a bad, that's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, if you're probably looking at elite speed and someone who can break a line like, like an Aaron Hall, you, he's probably the next in line, isn't he? I mean, do you, I mean, do you place a, 
<clears throat> I guess, a strength uh, through a weakness. I mean, do you go that way or, mm. yeah. I mean, we've got enough depth through the midfield. I mean, we've recruited pretty heavily over the last few years, last we few drafts. We do. Yeah. You, you could still run him through the midfield. It just it might be that he doesn't rest forward, that he's that he goes back and then and then has spurts through the midfield as well. Look, I, I, it's not ideal, but given yeah. that he and he's he's in an incredible form, and you'd want him delivering it to our forwards. But it's very yeah. hard to win games without a really attacking um, distributor off a halfback flank. Nearly every any one of the top sides have got one. So yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams rely on that transition football from the defensive half to, to get their scores. So, yeah, it's, it's a big, big hole to feel if he doesn't get up for round one, Aaron Hall. And, um, and it's a lot yeah, of pressure look, to put on Gother, isn't it? You know, yeah, he's yeah. played an AFL game. Yeah, I mean, he's a first-year player, so you can't expect him to be, you know, oh, get 25 touches, uh, give us, you know, six rebound, rebound 50s and about, you know, 500 metres gained. You know, that, that's, that's a tall ask for, you know, a first, you know, first year player, so you can't expect him to do it, or a Bergman, or, or yeah, you know, any of the other, you know, first year players. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we cover that hole. Um, actually, yeah, I mean, Boz of Enlargi's a potential one they could try yeah. in that role. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's not a bad one actually. Yeah, he's probably almost a forgotten man at the moment, isn't he? So yeah, he's um, yeah. Look, he he might get that nod. I mean, you're gonna. We're going to get a story uh, against Melbourne. Maybe they're going to try um, a couple of players through there on uh, on Thursday. Um, yeah, and yeah, try and uh, see if we can uh, plug a hole because yeah, Boston Avalagi's got a bit of pace and they've um, trying to groom him groom him into that role. So through last year, um, yes. so yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely uh, see how we go. Any players uh, surprise you? Uh, Again, I, and I had this is the first time I've actually watched him play. So before that, it had just been um, comments from other supporters, and they were spot on the money. Curtis, to me, I, I'm blown away by what I saw from him. I, I, I thought he was a little skinny kid. Well, little's unfair, but a, a skinny, yeah. slightly framed kid. Um, when they selected him, and I thought he'll just be a development player. But but he's he's tough as nails. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah. quick, and he's got X factor. I, I was really surprised by him. I'll be shocked now if he doesn't play AFL footy this year. Oh yeah, definitely. I think he'll get his opportunity. The way, from what I've seen of him, even though it was a small sample size, um, yeah. Look, his his delivery by foot is um is, mm. is really. Strong. I don't I don't know if you remember that pass he did to Eddie Ford inside the fifty in the first quarter, but yes. that was that was unbelievable. Him and Eddie Ford seem to work well together. Um, both, yeah, ab- ab- absolutely right. They've both put their hand up. I mean, Eddie Ford did nothing wrong when he played in the seniors at the end of last year. It, it's just that it, it was it's starting to become difficult to squeeze him in with three tools plus Zerha there. But if he keeps playing like that, I don't, I don't see how they're going to keep him out. He'll certainly get a run on the bench, potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looked really good. If anything, it's putting a bit of pressure on Combin now to um, play well in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's going to be interesting uh, if they go with those. You know, I mean, Callum Coleman Jones and uh, Nick Larky are probably the two locks. Whether they go with the third uh, taller option, uh, Common, who's about 198 centimetre, or whether they go with like an Eddie Ford or a Paul Curtis type that's probably 180, you know, 384 centimetre, more, you know, probably a bit quicker across the ground as well. And yeah, it'll be um, 
Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, I think Eddie Ford, look, I could be wrong, but I think he's closer to 185, 189 centimetres. He's a bit bit like Zerha. He's he's quite tall. Yeah, yeah. So they they both are dangerous in the air, uh, you know, plus so is Jason Horn Francis based on that grab. Um, Yeah. But but so there's a few there that are, and Thomas is handy in the air as well. So they've got a few that are that sort of mid-size half forwards. Um, so it's just it's yeah. Look, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with the common. But I mean, he, look, he plays well in the in the next two weeks. He'll probably be in. So yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't yeah, that he wasn't that bad common. He was fine. It's just that um, it's just that the others have really stepped up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's that. That's the thing. I think uh, competition for spots uh, are going to be pretty hot for certain uh, players like him, Eddie Ford, you know, Paul Curtis, even after you know a, a couple of games now, you know, matched him in intra club, and yeah, even a few others like uh, yeah, look all right. Even a go to might um, you know yep. potentially get an opportunity. I think you know, I think Jack Marnie was very good, wasn't he? Like, oh, he's... sorry, very good point. Jack Marnie was best on ground probably from yeah. pretty much the whole of the first half. He certainly was in the first quarter. I, I... If he keeps up that form the next two weeks, he's definitely playing round one. Yeah, he kicked a couple of bombs too. He kicked a goal from outside 50 first. I, I, think it was a I, bit had, of a laugh. I had a laugh. I thought of you when he did that after our <laughs> comments the other day. He was, yeah, he, yeah. he was kicking with a win, but still, it was good to see. Yeah, he did a couple like decent long passes too, like 45, 50 metres. I would have liked him to see, like, I don't know if you remember the first quarter, he um he did a short pass. I think it might have been at Horn Francis. I can't remember who was having a shot, but he's only about 30 out. And he did a short pass. I would have liked to have seen him take responsibility and actually go for goal. Yeah, I and, saw that. I yeah. agree. I, agree. I, I understand he's trying to put, you know, he's a he's good teammate and he wants to put his, uh, you know, um, teammate in a better position because they've got a better shot but he's only on a slight angle and he, he's got to start taking responsibility for that and yeah. you know, how many times do we see um players miss kicking or, or kick it into the man on mark and, and it creates a turnover it's just you know it's 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 high risk for a little reward and um yeah if you're, it, if you're within 35 meters you really should be having a shot most times unless it's you know a very easy giveaway yeah yeah unless you're on a boundary and yeah yeah you, you can put your player in a better spot, but he wasn't on a boundary. He's only on a forty-five degree angle. So, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him take that, but you can't be critical of I him. Mean, his defensive efforts, uh, you know, are really good, and he, he's a lock for round one. And oh, yeah. yeah, no doubt about that. Based on uh, what you've seen, that's, uh, right. that's right. Now, the 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 part that's probably become very interesting, and we talked about it the other day, was uh, the wing position. Now is really open. Yeah, Pol- Polak and Scott have made it difficult to to. At this point, anyway, certainly Polak's dominating. I mean, you, uh, yeah. And I thought Scott's defensive efforts, um, as well as it's attacking, but his defensive efforts were fantastic. So he's really put his name up there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, um, yeah. I think it was Teflon Snake did a yeah did a really good um mm. few things for him. Like, uh, just yeah, his defensive. And I think that's always been a good part of his game. I, there was a game he played last season against Bradley Hill. His defensive efforts and his, his you know, his ability to run after him hard. You know, Bradley Hill was trying to get the ball, but he, he just um he couldn't get any space from him. So yeah, yeah, I mean that's always been a big part of his game. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't know, I don't know where his best position is at the moment because, you know, Jared Pollock certainly put his name in the, in, in the hat now. Like uh, you'd have to think he's probably almost in the round one team. They had him, you know, not without the bibs in the first quarter. Mm. So you probably have to think that he's, you know, his favourite one wing position. And um, I, I, yeah, I, but, think, I think he's, I think he's bought into whatever conversations have happened over the summer. He's obviously bought into it. He's woken up, but um, 
If yeah. you're going to play Polak, it probably makes it even more likely you play Scott because you'll want a, a one defensive winger or defensive-minded winger anyway. Yeah, um, possibly. On the yeah. Side. yeah, I mean, at the moment, we've probably got 30 pl- trying to get 30 players into 22. So well, yeah, be... well, that's right. The, the one I think at the moment is out of round one is probably Curtis Taylor. Yeah, look, that's an interesting one. Um, I really like Curtis, but at yeah. the moment, just uh, with other players that are looking really stronger than him at the moment in the first couple of games, you probably have to think he's on the outside looking in, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. I'm not, I don't mean it as a criticism of him. It's just, yeah. it's just that the others are stepping up. And he, he's, look, he at the moment, he he's still playing at the same level he has for probably 24 months. He just yeah. hasn't quite... Um, he, need, he, he played a game in 2020, and I think it was the first round of 2020, where he absolutely dominated the second half when we beat St Kilda. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And I yeah. thought at that point um, he was really about to go, you know, take his game to another level and become a, one of the top flight players. But he just hasn't quite done it yet, and I still think he will. But at the moment, yeah, I think he's fallen behind a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably, yeah. And, and the thing it is, if you... If you if you stand still, you're probably um, you're going backwards, aren't you? Almost. So yeah, well, I think it was uh, Dennis Pagan came up with um, with that saying, like uh, or something similar to like if you're not getting better, you're almost certainly getting worse. So yeah, yeah. I, I, look, look. If they, I mean, in a couple of years ago, a player like Curtis Taylor would have been an absolute lock. But the, yeah. the, the quality of the depth has got has got to a point now where you have to be informed, you or you don't play. Um, no, which is great. Yeah, which is what you want. You want competition for spots. And, um, yeah, it's, it, we've definitely got that at the moment. We're missing a few players. Like, I think Jackson Archer didn't play. Uh, Tristan Cherry copped a knock early. Um, he came McDonald. back on. Yeah, McDonald as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's a few players missing as well. But, um, yeah, from what, I, what I've seen, uh, yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, are you still keeping a lid on uh, Jason Orn Francis? I'm finding it. I look. I'm almost. Um, I'm almost trying to block him out of my mind at the moment. I'm <laughs> too excited. It's pretty yeah, hard yeah. not to when you see those marks. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Um, he. I haven't seen someone come in, and, and then look. To be honest, last year, I said the same about Powell, but he was very slightly built, and it was it was tough for him from a physical perspective. From his yeah. um, from a, and he still you know got this power. His vision's incredible, but. Horn yeah. Francis, um, and I think again, Teflon Snake on Twitter the other day made a comparison to Gary Ablett Senior. Not saying he's at the same level as that, but in terms of type of player uh, yeah. and type of te- you know similar type of traits and talent, he's absolutely right. I, I haven't seen an eighteen-year-old with you know his height uh, come in with that sort of strength um, yeah. in the contest and just power. I mean that that was a big leap into that pack. I mean it's just yeah. He's, yeah, no. he's, he's very explosive. It's going to be very exciting to watch him. Yeah, and he, he kicked it. Um, I, I don't think he could have kicked it uh, any more straighter through the goals as well. It was right down the middle, straight over the goal up by his head. So apparently, apparently, his parents were standing right behind that mark. Oh, okay. Well, there's a net there. They probably, he probably he was probably aiming for him. If the net wasn't there, he probably would have hit him on the chest the way he's going. So, yeah, no. And even um, like I've seen a an impressive uh, centre square clearance as well, where he just got the quick hands to a player and then shepherded, put it, uh, you know, gave the gave his uh, teammate an extra you know, couple of metres and a couple of seconds to get rid of the ball out of the middle. So, yeah, yeah. He just read out of the ruck. And, yeah, no, it's hard not to get excited about him. But um, The other yeah. one I'm excited about, and, I, and I've said it a 
forward, you know, having not been able to play during his final under-18 year, Will Phillips is, looks to me a completely different player than what we saw last year already. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was someone I was very impressed with as well. I think he got twenty or touches in it, something like uh, close to ten clearances or something. So he's very good in the centre square, that's for sure. He's and very he's, calm, uh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he is, um, which is what you want to see. So yeah, he's got he's got the ability to yeah, find the ball in the middle you know, where it's um, where there's a lot of traffic. So which is which is very important. Like a you know, you, like I talk about transition book. Uh, football, but it, you know, get the ball out of centre. It gives you a good chance to, you know, get a score as well. So yeah, he's going to be very important. He's, yeah, he, I mean, he just adds to our uh, mid midfield depth, doesn't he? He does, and he's clever around goals, and he's got a bit of speed and nip. He's hard to tackle. I think I think he'll kick a few goals when he's resting forward. I like, um, I really like the look of Greenwood in that middle, in yeah. the middle as well. He's like a praying mantis with his tackling. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's he's very good. He's you know he's a, he's a lighter version of uh, Ben Cunnington. He's just very good, mm. very physical. You wouldn't pick it like looking at him. He doesn't look like the biggest guy in the world, but geez, he puts everything into it. And um, it's good to have that mature body into the mid into the midfield where we've got uh, a lot of young players. And yeah, speaking of uh, maturity, uh, looks like Jed Anderson um, is going to get the get the vaccination. So that'll only give us uh, more depth. Yeah, I'm very happy for him and his family. It would have been a very, very sad uh, yeah. way for his career to have finished. And and you know he's got um, he's got quite a few young mouths to feed there. So I'm I'm sure yeah. it's um it's a good result for, for for everyone. Yeah, I mean he'll probably have to spend the first month in the reserves or, or, or so forth and get his um and, and get his fitness up. I mean I, I know he's doing his own thing, but it's a bit different rather than actually training with a group and oh, yeah. uh, doing your own thing. So he'll have to get it. Yeah, up to scratch, and um, hopefully, you know, we can see him, you know, from round five onwards because he will be an important part. And yeah, it's a it's a big year for him. I think he's out of contract at the end of the year, so he'll want to have a good year and um, you know, try and get a longer term deal, whether it's with North Melbourne or, or somewhere else, because he is players like him are very valuable. You know, very very tough and physical in the contest, and you know, yeah. If if nothing else, very handy depth player. I don't, I don't yeah. being, I don't being, being rude by calling him a depth player because he's oh, no. a very good footballer. But we, we've now got like 10, 10 quality midfielders, so um, you know, yeah. there's going to be injuries. I mean, again, I, yeah, I, feel, I feel like Charlie gets missed. Misses out all the time, but again, he was good the other day. Yeah, he looked all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that, you're going to see a lot of these players that, mm. like a Charlie Lazaro, they might play less games this season, but they're probably better players than they were in the first year. You know, they're probably developing really well, and they'll probably dominate reserves. Yes, but you know, just through weight of numbers, they, they probably won't get their opportunity unless there is injuries and suspensions. So, yeah. No. But what do you yeah. make of what do you make of Young Bergman? Yeah, he looks okay. No, he looks good. Um, yeah, move. he moves. For, he's a very smooth mover. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, a, stick, yeah. he's a stick insect, insect in terms of his build. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a focus. Uh, I think a little bit in the draft, trying to get a bit quicker than those mm. types of players, and just trying to get you know, I guess better skilled players, um, and trying to get faster. Probably, yeah. They did talk about that a couple of years ago, uh, especially playing at. Um, Eddie had uh, stadium or whatever you want to call it now. That uh, yeah. it's quite a fast ground, so they they've they realised they had a weakness, um, yeah, that, that they built for a few years. So they're trying to get a bit faster and quicker. And I think they've made a made a point to yeah try and recruit those types of players, those athletic type of players. So you know, you, you go to Bergman, very similar sort of in that regard. They are. I mean, Curtis is athletic. They um, 
I yeah, mean, that's Ber- another one. And Bergman and Goat are both a very good kick. Both exceptionally yeah. good with that. So, um, yeah, good, which is quite good important. Makers good skills. So, yeah, look, you can see where they're building. The only real, you know, and, and we've still got um, Phoenix Spicer to come back in in terms of small forwards as well. So, yeah. The yeah. only re- the, the only gap I'm seeing is really is, is that key defensive post. They'd probably yeah. need to, two at least two of those to come in at the end of, of this season. You would have thought. Apparently, this draft coming up this season is supposed to be more a key position draft, whereas last season they didn't feel like um, that it was a key position uh, draft. So that's why they've sort of uh, gone with uh, like athletic types like a goader and. So thought, but yeah, like you said, if we do get an injury or two, it's going to be it's going to be a tough week. You're going to probably see maybe a Jack Zebel play key position defence, or even a Charlie Combin might, might have to come into the team and play key position defence yeah. or something. Oh, like bon, Bonner's, yeah. Yeah, Bonner's the other one who will yeah. have to play a bit taller. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I mean, we've got Aiden Core, who's who's effectively a new recruit. He can yeah. You know, yeah, he can play on a smaller or tall play. He'll probably have to play a bit taller this season. He but... will. Look, he's, he's 195 centimetres and he has played on tools and he's done it in the grand final too. And he played pretty yeah. well on Lynch in the grand final. So I, I think it was Lynch. Um, yeah. So he can, he certainly can do it. I, look, it's just a bit of nerve wracking when you think one, one or yeah. two injuries and we've got a massive problem. But fingers crossed we're okay. And look, they can. They can they can use um, zones to try and you know help each other out if we do lose one. So you know I'm sure it'll be sure it'll be okay. It's not the be all and end all, but um, yeah. I look forward to them fixing that at the end of next season though. That's for sure. They'll probably have to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they're looking to bring in a mature key defender as well as the draft. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a possibility. I'm not too sure if they got targets as far as free agents or anything like that, but yeah. I'm sure they're, they're doing their work with that sort of thing. And obviously there was a reason why they didn't want to, you know, they didn't go with like a Charlie Dean or anything like that. They probably just felt like they wanted to work on the outside uh, fringes before they sort of start looking at key position uh, defenders or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, so another, another one who's at the moment would, would feel like they need to do something um, you know, over the course of the next few months is Lockie Young seems to be struggling a bit. Yeah, look, he's he's almost a forgotten man, isn't he? Not, not mm. no one's really talking about him. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. That, there's another player. I don't know where his best position is. Is is he a halfback flanker? Can he play on a wing because of his running capacity? Mm. Uh, probably, you know, he's one of the fittest players at the club. I think he won a three-kilometer time trial last year, or yeah, close to it. And yeah, so and but yeah, he's. I mean, he's gonna have to, yeah. Uh, take a step up if he's going to get a game, and he's going to have to he's going to have to find his way in the reserves first before he um we even consider him to be honest with you because he is quite tall. He could hold down a halfback flank spot or or something like that. But yeah, look with the with the weight of numbers at the moment and uh, no injuries, he's he's going to really um well, yeah, he, look, gonna... he looks a long way back to me at the moment. He's he's confident. He looks like he's down in confidence. He's probably seen people like Goda and Bergman. Yeah. Etc. Come in. He's got Perez coming back from injuries. He's got Hayden back. Yeah. He's got Atu down there. It, it feels like there's seven or eight almost ahead of him. And, yeah. And, and Luke McDonald's gone back from the wing now, so he's even further behind. I mean, I, I'm. And as you know, wing positions, he's got Polak, Polak, Scott, Stevenson. Yeah. You know, any number of them. Probably Curtis Taylor's ahead of him there as well. So. I, I, yeah. I just I can't see him playing at this point unless he, he has a really big turnaround in, in the VFL and puts together a month where he just knocks the door down. But at the moment, it seems a million miles away. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a 
like I don't know, a lottery ticket sort of um, recruit like you. You try and get him, but he's got the athletic capabilities from the Western Bulldogs. Let's just go and see see if we can find something here. And um, yeah, look, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't. Like there's going to be dealies things at the end of the season. And uh, of course, yeah, and. Like you said, uh, maybe mentally he's probably struggling that he realises that he's on the outside looking in. and mm. Yeah, um, it's probably affecting him. I'm not too sure. Everyone's different like that. So some people, you know, rise to the challenge of competition. Other players can uh, fall away. So, yeah, well... Um, if we'll he definitely... plays well in the VFL, there'll be injuries, you'll get a chance. And, you know, you never know yeah. what might happen. So hopefully he'll stick at it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like you said, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, bad timing for... Um, for uh, Tristan Zeri to get a uh, head knock and, and, and miss that game, it's sort of it's, it's now almost zero chance he'll be playing round one. Yeah, I don't look. I don't think he would have played round one anyway. Like come no. on, it's really good. You're not going to drop Goldstein, so yeah, he's and, and where else can he play? So yeah, you know, I, I don't think he's mobile agile enough for for a key position defence spot. I mean, worst case scenario, he might have to go back there. Who knows if uh, there's injuries? Mm. But Gee, yeah, let's <laughs> not think that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, anyways, Col- Coleman Jones look, looked all right in the ruck, I thought. Yeah, I know. He's, I think he's a ruckman. That, um, that That's what he wants to play. But at the moment, when you've got uh, Todd Goldstein still in you know, good form, then he's probably going to have to play forward that goes into the ruck, that's you know, right. for spells. Um, look, I think they'll transition that a little bit. I think Goldstein can play forward, and I think he can be a dangerous forward. But, you know, like... Uh, yeah, you know, it might be a 60-40, 70-30 split yeah. between that. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, Goldie, uh, Goldie looked good the other day. Oh, and um, we haven't mentioned it, but Zerhau and Larky look in uh, very good form going into round one. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've, um, yeah, they they look like they're going to be uh, another very good combination and very dangerous as well. Uh, Zerhau can push up the ground as well. And Larky, yeah, Larky's just uh, grown a bit. And, mate, yeah, looks like he's getting uh, more and more confident uh, each time I see him. So, I, I think there'll be a lot of North supporters watching the next two practice games, hoping that we get our transition from um, defence into the forward line, just working a little bit better. But um, aside yeah. from that, everything looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's still a work in progress. So yeah. hopefully that will only get it better. Oh, usually the first two or three rounds, you're going to see a lot of skill errors and a lot of turnovers and, you know, mm. players are, you know, cramping up towards the last quarter. So, you know... Um, yeah, that, that'll come with time. It's probably more from round six onwards. You, you usually see the best footy of, of your team and, and so forth. So, yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks um, to see, you know, how we go against uh, real opposition uh, teams rather than intra-club matches. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, we can uh, keep going with our form, I guess, in the carry that on to, you know, uh, the intra-club teams because we've got the reigning premiers. I don't know how strong they're going to be, uh, go, you know, as far as our team goes this week, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a good challenge, and uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely look out for a few things. That's for sure. Look, uh, compared to where I thought we were last year, you know, with a brand new coach, a new game plan, a you know, huge amount of new players on the list, um, we're in a much much better place at the moment. We, you know, particularly mm-hmm. Calvin, Common, Jones, Horn, Francis, and Greenwood coming into that side. They, yeah. um, they look like they're in a really good place going to round one versus last year where, you know, we, we looked like, you know, we knew we were going to struggle, but it was it was hard to watch for the first four or five weeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, it was it certainly, was certainly- had plenty of season, so. 
yeah, over the years. But uh, no, it should be no, it should be an exciting year, which is uh, which is the main thing. And I think we'll um, we'll definitely show improvement from uh, last season, which is which will be good. Anyways, Mark, I think that's that's it. Unless you want to add anything else. No, no, mate. Thanks for having me again. Really enjoyed it. No, no, it's been a pleasure. I'll, uh, I'll get you on back on again soon, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss more uh, over the next over the coming weeks. Good on you, Dean. Have a great week. You too. Thanks, mate. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's quite a long episode. So yeah, a couple of big interviews. Yeah, a lot to discuss. So yeah, um, I'm sure your ears are probably sick of uh, me talking so much and interviewing people. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I felt like uh, it was important to cover both aspects uh, in detail, and I wanted to go through a lot. So yeah, and so apologies if uh, apologies if. Uh, the podcast has been a bit too long for all you lovely listeners. Anyways, uh, that's it for this episode. I will be back later in the week. I will do another uh, preview of the AFLW game uh, for North against uh, Melbourne this week, the all-important North versus uh, Melbourne game this week. And then I'll probably, yeah, I might even do a little uh, review of the North versus Melbourne int- uh, practice match that's happened on Thursday. I am going to try and get to the game on Thursday. I haven't uh, I haven't worked that out. Um, yeah, if, I'll, I'll see if I can get a day off work. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, your lovely listeners know. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably get someone else on to discuss that as well. So, yeah, plenty to cover. The season is starting to warm up a bit for the men's. And, yeah, we're right in the thick of it for the women's as well. So, yeah, just remember, we're all one club. So, yeah, um, that's why I've done uh, two in one. But if you want me to do separate episodes um, where you don't have to listen as much to me rant on and ask uh, questions, then... Um, yeah, yeah, just let me know. Uh, my my messages are, are, are open all the time on Twitter at hashtag uh, Kangas, so follow me there. Just send me a message anytime, even if you don't follow me. Um, if you want to come on a show, even, or anything like that, I'm happy to have any supporters on to discuss the North Melbourne Football Club. It is a passion of mine, that's why I do the podcast. So, yeah, that's it for today. Uh, and today's shout-out will... Oh, and don't forget, also, uh, to like, subscribe, um, yeah, all those uh, all those things it really helps out the show yeah um it's on all good platforms apple Podcasts, pocket Casts, uh, spotify stitcher and so forth that's it I've, I've had enough i've talked long enough uh and today's shout out i will give to jason mccartney bye for now